All right, welcome to episode 13. Yeah, welcome to episode 13 of Premature Bingo. Lucky number 13. I'm uh, Joey, along with my host, Mike. And uh, this episode is going to be all about shitty jobs and funny (laughs) stories that stem from shitty jobs. But before we get to that, I don't know if you had anything for the weekly wine. Uh, I think what I was going to bring up uh, for the weekly wine, it's not really a wine. It's more like an observation. What we talked about in the car the other day as we were going to the to the game, uh, I went to the coolest gas station the <laughs> other day. So there's this gas station by my house that I um, – they just redid it or whatever. It was under construction. And it was like a party. It was a party at the pump. Uh, everything's all touchscreen. Maybe that says a lot about me. I'm impressed by like touchscreen now. But it was all touchscreen. <laughs> right? But it was all touchscreen. That was super cool. Uh, the thought immediately occurred in my head, like, oh, this must be pretty good technology because touchscreen, I don't know, I still feel like touchscreen's unreliable. And you can't really mix up what kind of gas you have. For example, if you, you know, touch the unleaded, but but it accidentally goes to diesel, like, that's kind of a big deal. Like, you'll blow up. So I immediately kind of went down that rabbit hole. Then I, you know, shook that off and went back to observing this magical just piece of machinery it's a touch screen you can choose all your gas types and they had music playing it was like it was like club music <laughs> and i thought it was the coolest thing ever i'm like whoa and it was pretty loud I'm like damn well, well, like this is loud i'm kind of embarrassed and then i took a look and there's a volume button i'm like huh i wonder where the volume's at right now because it's pretty loud to the point where like the next guy's looking at me I wonder how loud we can get this. So I clicked, and you can actually turn it up even louder. So I'm like, all right, I wonder see, I wonder what it would be like if it's all the way up. I turn it all the way up, and I swear, it's like the whole gas station. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> uh, so that was hype. And there's, like, games you can play. There's so many different options. And I don't know. I was just really impressed with this gas station. Um, I know it's the lamest thing ever, but I guess maybe that – Says where I'm I can't, life. I can't believe uh, the marketing department of like Marathon or BP or Mobile was like, yeah, how can we invest? Or or if it was a one-off, you know, whatever. But yeah. either way, somebody at some point had to be like, how are we going to spend a couple million dollars to elevate your gas experience? <laughs> right. and, and they came up with that idea like, well, you know what's cool is, is going out to the club. Right, yeah, and I do that. We do that on the weekends. You know what else is cool is playing games. Like, yeah, we play Call of Duty on the weekends. What if you could play games and listen to music when you get gas? And like, <laughs> one guy was like, well, wait, the average time to fill up is only like 57 seconds. We're like, shut up, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. We're trying to make money, Ted, not be a boner. <laughs> what yeah. kind of games did they have at the – what kind of games were available? I didn't really get to the games thing because I was just so – because you, because you pumped your gas in a minute and there was no <laughs> right. time for games? Right, because it, it was such an overwhelming experience and I it was like race against the clock. There's only a minute to go. I'm like, oh, it's overstimulated. But it actually worked because there were so many things to do that now I want to go back to that gas station even though the so, prices are So they are got higher. you. Right, they got me. Even though the prices are higher, I'm like, I want to see what else they got on that cool screen. But back to your point about how there's like a boardroom. There's like a marketing team. Of uh, yeah, yeah like a marketing team of how can we make the gas station experience <laughs> yeah. better? How can we, how can we 10x buying gas? Right, like like there's <laughs> right. Forget like, everything you knew about getting gas before with the handle and right. the 
you know, the next thing is it's going to be a, a <laughs> straw that that shoots into you. Open the gas thing and it laser points its way into your <laughs> gas smell. and just shoots it into there. Right, <laughs> like when a when a plane's filling up in the air. <laughs> There's like it, like no one gets out. You're just kind of going along, and then a plane comes. That's going to be the gas station filling experience in the future. You don't have to worry about stopping somewhere. Yeah. You'll like order something. A drone will come in and fly next to your car and fill it up. Dude, you know what that gas station needs is when you're getting your gas, there needs to be like in your car, you can see when you know how it's filling up. Like it's going from, yeah. from E to, to F. Right. They need a visual representation of that on the screen, and then the closer it gets to F, because they want you to the gas the gas station wants you to fill your, your gas up all the way. Oh yeah. They don't want you to put in ten dollars and then come back. They want no. they want your right thing now there. So if they have a visual visual representation of your gas filling up and then like as it gets towards the top, it's playing like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's playing like a hit like club song or whatever. And it gets to like the bass drop or like, you know, the, the climax of the song as you fill your gas. Skrillex and Mobile have a partnership now. <laughs> Skrillex is teamed up with Exxon Mobile. <laughs> it's the Skrillex, Skrillex Exxon Mobile gas station. Right. <laughs> There's like lights and shit. It's basically a club. Yeah, that that's, that's another ten uh, X idea. You can have that one for free, right? <laughs> it, it's a club, but you can also get gas there, and it goes to uh, the gas station that our buddy was showing us that sent he sent in the Dude. group chat. Like that is a banquet center where you can also fill up gas. That's not a gas station. Yeah. So a, yeah, when he, he went there. when he sent that 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 wasn't the one that you were referring to. But when he no. when he sent that, I looked at it and I was like, oh wait, I think I've been here before. So I clicked on the link and I was like, sure enough, we went there actually in December. We had a birthday party uh, for one of my wife's friends and it's a huge gas station. I don't know how many pumps they have, but it's like more than your regular gas station. Um, the area it's in is kind of like, it's not super popular. So it might be, there might not be as many gas stations around, right? So it's a huge gas station. You go inside the bottom level. They have like one section where it's like you get your, you know, your, your candy and your chips or whatever. Then they have a whole nother section. It's like an entire, like, it's like an Italian marketplace. Like, they have, like, <laughs> they're selling, like, fine. <laughs> hey, bit of Bobby. There's a guy playing an accordion. Yeah, they're selling wine and, and, and beer and liquor and, like, not just, like, your average stuff, but, like, you know, like, they have, like, top shelf stuff there that they're selling, too. And then, like, dips that they had made, like, we bought, like, guacamole and, like, uh, they actually had, believe it or not, we bought pasta there. They had, like, fettuccine and, like, mozzarella. <laughs> we bought some and had it for dinner the next day. It was good. You went grocery shopping. <laughs> Dude, you could you could. So that that's what it was on the bottom floor. And then when you go up to the the second level, they had a, a full service bar, like over 100 beers on tap. And then the other part, they had uh three or four lanes of bowling, and then they also had a golf simulator and uh a VR room where they had like two HTC Vive setups where you and then they had like TVs so you could watch whoever was playing. It was crazy. Yes. <laughs> it's like I don't know if it was like a, a party place disguised as a gas station or a gas station disguised as a party place. Like, it's crazy. What came first, the chicken or the egg? In <laughs> this situation, you have the team that's looking to invest in the property and build it up. What do you think they came up with first? Do you think they started with gas station? Oh, or yeah. did they start with entertainment complex? Like, basically strip mall. But instead of it being a strip mall, it's just kind of an open concept. And they're like, hey, you know what? People need gas, and they figured, oh, well, I'm here. I can kind of skim on gas a little bit, and I know I can fill up after we have a, a a drink. Yeah, I mean, if you were 
I guess it's not really. It's not like off like seventy five. It's not off like a major hi- yeah. highway or whatever. But uh, if you were like traveling through or whatever, and you were looking for a place to stop and do something, that's your spot. Oh yeah, yeah. What would stop Top Golf from just saying, "Hey, you know what? We're <laughs> also putting a gas station in our parking lot." <laughs> <laughs> like at that point is Top Golf now a gas station? <laughs> Top Golf gas. I don't know. You, you put my mind in a pretzel there. Yeah, right? is exactly. it a gas station or that. is it a driving range? <laughs> <laughs> is it a gas station or uh, think about that. If you just start putting gas stations in places, are they gas stations with the yeah, extra? It's, it's like uh yeah, that's that's actually a good question because it's like you know how McDonald's will do that or or uh Subway or uh uh yeah, mainly Subway or McDonald's yeah, where Subway, it's like yeah. it's a gas station but it's McDonald's. <laughs> Right, it's a gas station. McDonald's is here. Um, I, I think, yeah, that's a good point. It's it's not a bad idea. I'm curious if that's like the innovation of the future that we're not seeing. That's the new business innovation. <laughs> you have entertainment places like Dave and Buster's. It's like it's Dave and Buster's, but there's a gas station here well, too. Redeem your tickets for a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a It'll good be idea. Fifty thousand tickets for a gallon. <laughs> yeah, right. You have to hit the 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 top prize on the 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 big wheel four times to get a free gallon of gas. <laughs> but uh, no, in the future it'll be like the electric charging stations, and they should have like like that's not a bad idea. What what I said when you had brought that up in the car uh, to the Pistons game was the gas station. If they have the touchscreen with the games, what they should do to incentivize customers is have like a game like Flappy Bird or something similar where it's quick and easy to play. Yeah, and uh, they have like a weekly high score and whoever sets the weekly high score, they'll send you back like a rebate for like a dollar off however much gas you purchase. Yeah. Or a gift card. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. If you, if you're, you know, score and be within the top 10 and we'll give you a $15 gas gift card. Right. Not a bad idea. Or e- yeah, even, yeah, whatever. Cause it just gets the people coming back. Exactly. Customer loyalty. You and know, that'd like, be fun. If yeah. you like a minute, cause you're filling up your gas. It only takes a minute. Why not play around a flappy bird or, you know, whatever gives the kids something to do mom's filling up hey go out, go out and play in the parking lot and play <laughs> flappy bird <laughs> win me instead some of the free safety some of the car <laughs> win me some free gas <laughs> win me from some free gas i'm gonna go inside and get some scratch offs <laughs> classic <laughs> i'm thinking back to that board meeting what else they're, they're describing what it's like to pump gas people just hate like the nasty smell you know the typical handle <laughs> I would just love to be in that boardroom in that conversation and see that team at action. <laughs> yeah. How, <laughs> how do we revolutionize pumping gas? Gentlemen, we're going to embark on a journey. <laughs> or they'll go back to, uh, well, what if, and bear with me, what if we have someone pump their gas, you pump your gas for you? It's like, oh, we actually did that. <laughs> right, yeah, it goes all the way backwards. It's, yeah. yeah, that'd be funny. It's like now people are so lazy. I actually want to – I think that might be a thing. Dude, it's – I don't want to get out of my car. Yeah, it's the same way where eventually at some point in the next five years, some mega company like fucking Johnson and John, – Procter & Gamble is going <laughs> to is, is gonna set up some deal where you get Netflix, Hulu, Tubi, and Apple TV for you know $40 a month. Or no, not sorry, not forty dollars a month. You get all that for eighty dollars a month, and then an extra twenty, and you get live sports or whatever. And they're just gonna right. fucking reinvent cable, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's just cable again. Yeah. Sometimes it's like the, the Matthew yeah. McConaughey. It's like sometimes you have to go back to go forward, <laughs> right? 
And you think about it, like there's a lot of unemployable young people. And they're going to grow up and still be unemployable. And we got to and there's a lot more of them happening, you know, especially as we're shifting to automation. There's a lot more people who just like have zero skills and much rather have them working than just living off my paycheck. So, hey, guess what? You can just fill the gas station. You make sure they're at places where there's no diesel. Diesel's a separate thing, so you can't get that screwed up. Oh, yeah, that'd be a lawsuit. Right, yeah. yeah. And so, and then you tip them, and hey, guess what? Now there's a way for people who have virtually no skills to have a, have a job now. Yeah. Even, like, when I go to Marathon and the gas station has, like, the, the – they'll be, like, they're, they're doing, like, news or sports or whatever, and – I don't know. It's just weird. I, I don't even pay attention when they're doing it on like the news thing. I'm like, I don't give. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't care about the Grammys. Like, and it's never like a big news story. That'd be fun if like a big news story broke. No, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if the strategy there is like, all right, we're gonna get people watching, and then we're gonna sell ads on the TV at the gas station. <laughs> whopper, whopper, <laughs> and you're like, dude, can I just get away from this fucking song? <laughs> yeah. That might actually be on a gas station. I guarantee you somewhere some gas station is playing that song. Oh, I'm sure of it. That that song should win a Grammy. That's a you, masterpiece. <laughs> and then or you no, go. Yeah, yeah Grammy. Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch that? No. The Grammys? No. I didn't either. Do you, does anyone even watch those award things anymore? I don't even care who wins. I used to back in the day. Because, like, back when you were growing up or whatever and there wasn't as much – like, there wasn't as much – uh, you're younger, you didn't have YouTube or whatever, and you you just had cable or whatever. There's no it was Spotify. Like, yeah, there's no Spotify. It's like, oh, I can see like live performances, and it's like, oh, like maybe I'll watch a little bit because I know like Green Day is gonna do a live performance at Boulevard of Broken Dreams or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> well, I might as well hang out for 20 minutes. My mom's already watching it. Like, I'll just eat my my Scooby fruits, Scooby Doo fruit snacks and chips. <laughs> Let me just munch on this fruit roll up while uh. I watch Pink finish up uh, one of her songs. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point, though. There wasn't a lot of media. There was no YouTube. Really, the only form. Well, there was. It just wasn't as popular. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it wasn't as popular. It wasn't like oh, it, things are uploaded all the time. Uh, and so that was your only way of taking in media. And so if yeah, if you knew you saw on a commercial, oh, Green Day's playing that, you might tune in. And you, I, I notice you're younger. You're n- just not exposed to different types of music, so you don't really like know what you like. The only thing that you like is what's just being played. Yeah, well, that's how. Uh, that's why MTV was so popular. I remember when I was a kid, and I would watch like the. Uh, it'd be like Saturday or Sunday mornings. Usually they'd run it, and it'd be like the top ten or twenty music videos for the week. And uh, yeah, it would just be like every couple weeks. It's like, oh, like I wonder what you know what the the new popular songs are, or or on the contrary, like oh. You know, I'm a big Green Day fan or, or whatever. And it's like, oh, I want to see how they do in the countdown this week. Yeah, I remember that. TRL? Yeah. All the, they had a couple different shows. That, uh, VH1 did one too. But yeah, MTV, VH1, all those uh, countdown videos, shows. It's cool to think back. Like, that's how you learned about music. Like, that's how you got exposed to new stuff a lot. Plus, music videos were sweet back in the day. Right? I, I mean, maybe they're still sweet now. I just don't really watch them. But they were cool back then. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder, uh, yeah, I think maybe, yeah, it could be less music videos are being made just because streaming is more available. I I think people still make them, but I don't know, like, to what degree they put in. Because I think it's fun for the artists. I don't know to what, like, if they put in the same, like, resources or not. Who knows? 
Yeah. And you still get the exposure, right? Because if it comes up yeah. in like the YouTube algorithm, it's like, oh, you like this song, this song. Similar, here's the music video because you don't just want to stare at a black screen when you hear the song. Right. Or watch the lyrics video. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to watch a love story in three and a half minutes. <laughs> 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 the shittiest book on tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of back then, should we get into our sh- funny job stories from shitty jobs? Let's do it. Let's go back. Th- okay. Let's go back then. All right. You want you want to kick it off? Oh uh, uh, man! So I really haven't. Uh, I, I I really I got I, I was lucky. I didn't work a lot of like jobs where I was working for like a company or anything. Uh, I didn't have the traditional. I worked at like a batting cage for a little bit. Cut grass. Uh, nice. Watch watch dogs. Uh, I worked at Dunham's, but most of the time I, I, I stayed pretty consistent with my jobs as a kid. So I'm going to have you go first because right. I, I, I think your experience probably is similar to most people. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of really good ones. Uh, if this ends up being, you know, really funny, we might end up having to do a whole other episode. But yeah. uh, my first shitty job was or my first job, like job job. I did cut lawns and stuff, too, but was at Kmart. So, uh, couple couple different stories here. Before I get into the people I work with, uh, like just a, a general thing with Kmart, and I don't know if there were other stores like this from back in the day, but the way the store was laid out, they had you know you had your different sections. So you had like your stationary sections, which would be like school supplies and stuff that doesn't really change throughout the year. You had like your furniture, like I don't know like bigger items and then like your clothes on the other side. And then like your, your toys were kind of next to the kind of in the middle or whatever. And then the, your electronics was in the back too. But a- anyway, the, the point I'm getting at is uh, for each of these different sections, they actually had store like storage rooms for each section, which um, stores, retail stores still do that now, but above the storage rooms, they had either the building already had this or they had carved out, like a second level where you'd walk up yeah, and it would essentially just be like a big security room. Like you could oversee this, that section of the store in the, at the second level in the security room. Oh, so okay, that's the eye in the sky. A hundred percent. So by the time I started working there, I think years prior, like they might've had someone that w- went around and like ch- checked uh, that may, that might've been their job with security. But by the time I, <laughs> I got there, like if it was, if we were just looking for like a break, we would just go to the storage room, go up to the second level and just like watch customers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> would you sit there with like a buddy and just roast people? Like, oh, look at this motherfucker looking, trying to get a Nelly CD. Yeah. you, you <laughs> Bitch, get an iPod, you broke motherfucker. <laughs> no, you just go up there and watch people. And then the other thing that we did in the storage rooms, uh, well, let me, let me, uh, let me tell another story and then I'll combine the two. So, Another part of work in retail is obviously you sell like Kmart, Target, uh, they, you sell food, right? Yeah. So when the food goes bad or it's expired or it's about to be expired, like within a day or two or whatever, depending on the food, you basically scan it out and then you like you put it in the back and uh, if it doesn't sell, like the food company will reimburse the store because it didn't sell. It's not the store's fault that it didn't right. sell. So you scan it out and then it's there in the back and then eventually like, uh, you know, it just gets thrown out because once it gets scanned out, like the food company knows, all right, like this didn't sell. It's, it's, it, it's expired. It's trash. Right. So if the food was a couple of days out from being expired or whatever, or if it's candy and it was expired, it still tastes good. 
So right. What, so today. you'd either what we do is we'd either go in in the back and just open the bag of like candy that was already expired and eat it from there, or if we wanted to you know treat ourselves to a little a little movie experience, a little IMAX, uh, a little AMC. We'd grab the expired candy, go up in the storage rooms, and eat the candy and watch people shop. <laughs> 3D experience. Yeah, like, I remember one year. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just fucking creeping on people. Well, not even that. It's just a way to pass time, right? Right. Because, like, uh, again, like, you're working for minimum wage. It's it's sh- it's shitty. Like, oh, the, yeah. the manager's a dickhead. But I remember one year for Halloween, like, after Halloween came around, like, there's still, like, we had quite a bit of candy and my friend Nick t- went and took like one of those, like the child's play, like three pound bags with like the Tootsie Rolls, Tootsie Pops, fruity Tootsie Rolls. And, you know, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, fuck. What's the other one? Dots. And he took, he took the big bag and like just off the shelf. This one wasn't even like scanned out. He just opened it and goes, whoops. And then he takes it up to the storage room and there's just a big three pound bag of candy up there for like the next three weeks. Oh, love it. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. That was uh th- that was a, a fond memory of, of working at Kmart. It was just be <laughs> eating food, creeping on customers, just sitting up in the storage room, like because there was literally there would just be a it was just a bench, and uh, and that was it in the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just chilling. Were 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 there certain times or certain moments when you worked at Kmart where you would go back and look for the expired food and be like, oh fuck yeah, we got like Twix or something. <laughs> Did you ever have those moments where like, oh, sweet dude? And you like hit up the boys like, bro, dude, they got expired Snickers. Like, hop on this. This shit's going to go quick. 100%. 100%. If, yeah, it depending on what it was. Like, if it was like, I don't know, Three Musketeers or, oh, no, 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 like M&Ms where they had like the individual packets. And it was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, like, taking these down. Like, I'm taking a lot. Because <laughs> it'd just be like, oh, like, you're working there for eight and a half hours. Like, yeah, I want, you know, I, at one point I want M&Ms, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take that shit. I remember, uh, Jumping ahead, I worked at Target too after Kmart, and they had like the Archer Farms, which is the Target brand. It was like these chocolate, it's essentially like mint chocolate chip ice cream in like the form of like a crunchy like chocolate ball or whatever. I never tried them before. I always thought they looked good or whatever. And then one day it was in like the back of like the expired stuff. So I was like, oh, <laughs> like rip it open. <laughs> Hell yeah. Had a couple. I ate the whole bag, dude. It was, they were so good. And then, <laughs> Yikes. and like over the course of the next couple months, I remember like, a couple more times, like I would just be like, "Oh, this this bag looks like it's you know relatively close to being expired." Just take it to the back, <laughs> right? Looks pretty good. Yeah, your own little feast. Yeah, I worked at a bulk food store. It was just like a bulk food place. It was one of my that that was my first like real job where I had to fill out a W two. So I only worked there for a summer, not long. It was filled with characters. The only reason I worked there is some of my buddies used to work there. And they said, yeah, dude, it's super chill. You don't do much. All I would do is my shift would look like this. The manager, it was only two people working there, sometimes three. The manager, always, he's a super weird guy, 90% sure he was a pedophile. Uh, he, uh, He would go through all the candies and all the stuff and write a list of what needs filling, or what needs to be added. He had to manually write a list? Yeah. So this wasn't like a big chain? No. There's like three stores. Oh, wow. So yeah, he would go through. That's crazy. He would write a list. And so I'd just be sitting there, you know, blah, 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 doing whatever. And then he'd give me the list. And then I would have to go through, take the thing, go in the back. They said we had to rotate it. So basically take the older stuff, put it on, put it into a bucket, 
and then put the new stuff on the bottom and then take the old stuff and put it on top. Yeah, FIFO, LIFO. I never did that. Uh, oh, you're terrible. No, I was a piece of shit when I was 17, 18. That's so bad. Oh, yeah. I, I would do it a handful of times. There were certain products that you knew. Also, too, the customer should be happy. You're getting the most fresh stuff all the time. <laughs> you just screw in the, the store or whatever for ha- their stuff would expire. <laughs> Uh, I was 17 years old. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah. I mean, I would do it sometimes. There were certain things you had to. Like the oats, you had to. Because you could tell, like, did you rotate or whatever? Like, did You kind of knew. Most of the time, what I would do is I would just smush it around. <laughs> kind of mix Wait, it up. So what, what kind of foods were they? So there would be candies. I remember there were dates. But oh, uh, so, so everything. It's, Coffee. It's, it's And you just... It's like scoop. the plastic cylinder, like yeah. the okay, gotcha. Yeah, and you yeah. scoop them, uh, and so there were a lot of snacks there. Same thing. I would just go back and just no, oh, one for me. Yeah, uh, never had a date before. Let me try it out. <laughs> and so I would do that all the time. Like, oh, this is pretty good. That's the best part about working at those places is when you do get to try the food or whatever. It's like a little. Uh, it's like when you go to uh, a restaurant, and you order like the appetizer sample, and you get like yeah. three chicken tenders, two quesadillas, oh, there's a little bit of that, some jalapeno poppers, and you know, a wing ding or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first week there. Uh, the highlight of my week was <laughs> there was a like debate between the one manager and the other kid who I was replacing. I would come in for him. Uh, switch shifts so i would come in for him and uh they would always have a debate about like what mopping strategy is best like oh, i go north to south like no it's figure eight can't and they would always argue about what the owner liked better like blah, blah. and they would get in these he- like heated arguments like oh, ken said you're cleaning his shit because of the dumbass figure eight strategy that you have and, like these bitches are arguing about mopping <laughs> and so I-, I knew it was a really lame place to work and i only was there for like three nice but yeah same thing just had a little sampler there yeah it's i i still can't get over the fact that he had to like go right down by hand what needed to be filled um well i guess for the that type of food it made sense but anyway like going back to kmart and target when i worked there they had each store had like its own version of like a uh i don't know it's called like a scanner gun or whatever the target one was essentially like an iphone in like a big case so that if you when you drop it it doesn't break or whatever and you would scan the the barcode and it would tell you like okay there should be you know seven on the shelf and there should be four in the back and they're on you know the this part of the store in the back yeah and kmart's wasn't as robust but they still had essentially the same thing um but two things that were cool about those well okay so one, one thing that's cool about it and then a story the kmart one would tell you when you scanned an item it would tell you how much that item costs in the store, but it would also tell you how much the store made off of selling that item. Ooh, so if it was cool. like a box of like, you know, like the theater candy, like M&Ms, it would say like, okay, it's 99 cents and the store bought it for 92 cents or whatever. So they're making seven cents off selling that. But then if you scan like the bikes and stuff, like I, the bikes, like Kmart made a killing off of bikes and like, uh, the, like, just some of the bigger items or whatever, but it was always cool because you could scan something and say like, oh, wow, like I didn't know. Like there were some things like the store made like 10 cents off of. You're like, why are we, Why do we even have this here? Yeah, volume, dude. Think about it when you're selling like all those apples per day. Like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, true. And then the, the other story uh, is working retail. 
I always got hit with people would come up and say, Hey, like you're out of this item. Like, do you have any more in the back? And I'd always, always had the scanner. So I'd always scan and the target scanners were fairly accurate. Whereas if it said like there's zero in the back more than, I don't know, 75% of the time there's zero in the back. So like people would be like, Oh, can you scan this? And it'd scan it and it'd say, okay, even this, the scanner said there's zero on the shelf, which there is, I'm standing right here. And it says there's zero in the back. So I would, I would always tell the person like, Oh, like we don't have it. And like half the time the person would just walk away. But the other half of the time the person would be like, Oh, well, can you go check? And <laughs> I would always just go in the back. And like when I first started working retail, I would check. And then once I realized it was like never in the back, I would just go in the back and like talk to what, whatever one of my friends was working back there for like two minutes and then come back out. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, dude, sorry, nah, dude, uh, we don't have it. <laughs> we don't have it. I looked everywhere. I even looked in the other section. <laughs> exactly. I contacted electric. They said they also don't have the M&M fun box. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, just a note, if, if you are asking someone at a retail store, like, do you have this in the back? And, you know, they go and check like. If they tell you they don't have it the first time, there's a good chance they don't have it. Yeah. I remember working at uh, Bulk Food, too. I think one of my favorite things about working small little jobs like that is you get to understand the social circles and kind of the hierarchy and the drama that, you know, that's other people's workplace drama. That's kind of fun to me. It's like a reality show. So one time I was working, and earlier that morning, there were three people working. One was the manager that was always there, and then two were, like, the boys, just, like, <laughs> the help, the hourly, just whatever, guys. <coughs> and someone changed the radio station from, like, smooth jazz, jazz to soft rock. Like, two of the most lighthearted radio stations, like, not 955, the, you know, the more upbeat stuff, <laughs> not, like, the, the throwback rap. No, like, soft rock. And that was the talk of the place for a week. And there was like an investigation that took place because they had to figure out which one of these two guys, because they both said they didn't, did it, didn't do it. And the owner was like, hey, Mike, do you know anything about uh, who? And he was like grilling me. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't care that much. But it was fun to see all those people get so worked up. And that was their drama. That's hilarious that people got that mad about changing the radio station. From smooth jazz to soft rock. It's like it goes from Kenny G to Michael McDonald. Like, like no one's getting offended here. No one's going to be bothered by the music choice. No one's like, oh, my gosh, you go into Bulk Food the other day? Yeah, they were playing <laughs> rap music. I'm not going there again. Right. Some, like, uppity white people. They were playing rap music? We're not going there. We're not giving them <laughs> our business. For real, dude. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> it's just the smooth sounds of Michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah, dude, at – uh, at Kmart, like you could get away with murder there because when I, when I was working there, it was like they Kmart was not popping anymore. Like it was the decline. Like, oh, I remember it <laughs> was, it was when I started there, it was like, okay, like we're here. We don't know how many years away from bankruptcy we are, but we know we're there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got onto a, you went into a building on fire. Yeah. I went, I yeah. went into, onto a ship that was already sinking. Right. And, uh, dude, some of the people I worked with, like, I was always a good worker. Like, if some, if the manager asked me to do something, like, it was done. Um, and they, they took, like, I got taken advantage of because I was one of the people that worked there, like, that did all their work. So, like, I would get, like, the shitty jobs. Like, right. hey, can you go get the pallet of water? But, anyway, the point I'm trying to get at is some of the people there, like, dude, I remember there was a couple guys where ugh, this one guy would just walk around, like, 
literally like not like just he doesn't even have like a, a scanner he doesn't have a cart he's not putting away anything he's just walking around doing nothing and uh people would ask him to do something he'd be like yeah 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 and then just keep walking around and like he he wouldn't show up to like ha- like i don't know a quarter of his shifts and then he'd come in late for like another quarter of them. I'm like how is this guy not fired yet they have no one to replace him no one's he's not even working <laughs> dude but no one wants to like go to kmart yeah no one wants to work there and so it's like oh, like talk back to the managers i'm like dude they're like you're making seven bucks an hour they're <laughs> right they're not making that much more you know uh, right. like the yeah um but yeah going like getting into the, some of the characters that like we worked with at That's some of these the shitty jobs there's this one guy i worked with i only worked with him for a couple of weeks <laughs> i don't know if he got fired or quit but his name was anzio and this dude was hilarious like he, he was a short guy, and every time, like, uh, I worked there and he was working, like, I'd make it a point to go over and talk to him because, he, dude, he was just hilarious. And at Kmart, the break room for the employees was in the back corner of the store. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to, like, stumble upon it. Like, it's in the back corner, like, by the jeans or whatever, and, like, it says, like, employees room or whatever. <laughs> right. And you go back there, and there's just two vending machines and, you know, three tables or whatever in the bathrooms and then like the HR, like the HR like schedule or whatever. So anyway, we're working over in like the food or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, Oh man, I'm hungry or whatever. So he goes to the break room. He comes back. He's like, man, I just ate somebody's McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dropped whatever, whatever I had in my Savage. Whatever I had in my hand, I dropped. I was like, wait, what? He's like, he's like, He's like, yeah, Joe, I went back there. Somebody had like a, a happy meal with like a, a, ch- a cheeseburger and, and nuggets and fries. He's like, I ate the burger and then in uh, most of the fries. And then I, I fl- and then I was like, what did you do with the nuggets? He's like, well, I didn't want to leave anything there. So I flushed them down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. I love that guy. I'm like, could you, ima- could you imagine working, working there and you go in the break room? You have your McDonald's or whatever. And the McDonald's is next door, so like a lot of people—that's what people would get. Right. And you put you put your thing down. And you're like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom, or you know, I gotta go to my car and get my you know, my <laughs> drink or whatever. And you go to the bathroom, you come back out, and your McDonald's is gone because you no. know that somebody else had to steal it. <laughs> right. There's no other option. Right. Exactly. It didn't just disappear. You know, it's not like you misplaced something. That's so funny that this dude just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to eat it and just not say shit. Dude, it was one of the most disrespectful but hilarious things I've ever, like, heard in my life. <laughs> it's the best. And That's, then, and then yeah. where he's like, yeah, like, I didn't want him to see that part of it was still there. So I just flushed the chicken nuggets down the toilet. He didn't even eat the nuggets. He didn't even have time to eat them. Because he knew, he knew what I knew, that somebody's going to be coming back for that food real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, did they like go, how did that end up? Did they go on the cameras and try to catch him? No, dude. The, I don't even know. I don't even think we had cameras. I think that might've been why there were the security rooms or if we had cameras, they were so shitty that like, no, nobody, I, <laughs> no one was like, Oh, it was whatever his name I, was. No, I, nobody ever said anything. I never heard anything about it. He, and he <laughs> just told me or whatever. So we just got, we both were just laughing. I got a good laugh out of it. And that was it. Dude, love it. <laughs> That's those are because when you go to school, you kind of surround yourself with people who are like you for the most part. Like, obviously, there's a few guys who kind of you hang out with a little bit who are a little sketchy. But when you work like I I feel like I've met the sketchiest people I know from work. I've met like the craziest people from work. 
Uh, maybe it's because of the jobs I've had, but like when I worked construction, so I worked for a municipality road crew, it could be a reality TV show. <laughs> it is. It was the funniest time of my life. It was like the job wasn't bad because you're working for a city, so you're really not doing much. But at the same time, uh, the people who worked there were the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Like, I could I could tell stories for days and days and days, but <laughs> I, I, let's let's hear a couple. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one guy. Is he? Uh, uh, Just change his name. No, I'm gonna say his name. <laughs> his name is Brian. Uh, everyone knows. Yeah, his name is Brian, but we called him Spider. <laughs> okay, this motherfucker was the laziest dude ever. He looked like a spider. He was so thin, and he didn't give a fuck. He was a cheap bastard, and he just did not give a fuck. So, uh, one story. The best way to describe him was this, or just my whole job was this. We had to clear off like a shrubbery, just trim a shrubbery. We had eight hours to do this. We had the whole work day to do this. Clear off a shrubbery, like the size of this wall, basically this wall. Yeah. That's it. And so we had the whole day to do it. We just had to clear it off. We had the equipment. It was like five minutes away from the shop. We're like, all right, cool. It was just me and Brian, or me and Spider. And of course, you know, we get our job assignment, immediately go to 7-Eleven, kill a half hour there. He's just sitting there bitching about something. He's like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not fucking dealing with that shit. My wife wants me to pay an extra $2 for cheese. Fuck that. And he was going on. He would talk about how uh, he thinks cheeseburgers are a ripoff. He goes, fucking quarter pounder with cheese. They're charging me an extra $2 for cheese. Fuck that. I'll just go bring a craft single myself. Of a and, craft single for right, a and so he burger. would bring, he would get McDonald's, but he would never order cheese at no. burger places. <laughs> he had a thing of craft singles in the the lunchroom, and would just put it on and oh heat it up. God. He would get fast food from the day before and heat it up. He would put fast food in the refrigerator and heat it up the next day. He was that fucking cheap. Holy By the way, smokes. the job that he was doing paid decent money to the point where. You don't need to be that cheap. So he's going on about that in the truck. He doesn't know a lot about anything, but just knows enough to like be in the conversation. So sports are a great example. He's like, yep, I'll never see those motherfucking Tigers win a World Series ever. And this was when they were actually like decent, like 2014. And I'm like, well, you know, they actually they're like this is before they really got bad. I'm like, well, they actually like still got a chance or whatever. But he's like, yeah, they suck just like the Lions, like the most generic Detroit sports <laughs> answers. And then I try, I'm try, i like, oh, maybe he is a sports fan. So I tried to dig a little deeper. Nothing. Uh, so we're at 7-Eleven. We kill a half hour there. We drive to the site. And he drove. And he's like, all right, time to go back to the yard. I'm like, wait, why? He goes, well, we had to scout it out. And now we're going to go back to the yard for break. <laughs> so we go back take break a half hour he's in the bathroom for 20 we're sitting there watching let's make a deal with wayne brady and uh yeah then so then we go out i'm not kidding two minutes into trump uh, trimming the shrubbery two minutes he sees a b he's like oh, fuck that drops the shit says fuck that i'm not getting stung for this shit 
and he was so pissed that there was a bee and just dropped the shit. We get in the truck. We go back to the yard. He's like, fuck that. And the whole time he's just going off about it. He's like, I'm not getting fucking stung for this job. He goes, screw that. They don't pay me enough to get fucking stung. I'm going to break out in hives. He goes, I'm going to take the next fucking week off if I get stung with this shit. And he was just going off about how he saw a fucking bee. So he gets a ton, like everything, uh, like every can of bug spray or wasp killer puts it in it. And I'm not kidding. We drive back. He spends a half hour just spraying this whole thing down <laughs> with wasp killer. Oh my gosh. And uh, he's like, all right, now we got to wait an hour for it to settle. <laughs> so we're just chilling in the truck doing nothing. Finally, the job total took us 15 minutes to do. But we made it last a whole entire day. <laughs> and the whole and he oh dude, he was the best. When you would patch potholes with him, he would sit there. It's a two-man crew, so we got two guys filling, one on both sides. He would literally sit there with his gloves off and hold him like a Tyrannosaurus Rex and talk to you <laughs> as you're filling the pothole. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking doing that shit." So they don't <laughs> They don't pay me enough. <laughs> One more story on him, and then I'll pass it off. There was a snow emergency, and during a snow emer- emergency, everyone has to everyone has to come in. It was just like record snow. Everyone had to come in and plow the snow. He said to his boss, "Fuck that shit." If the head boss, like the top guy, it's my buddy's dad, and so that's how I know this happened. If I'll make up his name. If Eric wants me coming in, he's going to have to drive his ass over here, pick my ass up, and drive me to work. I'm not driving in this shit. I'll get in a fucking accident. Fuck that. And so my buddy's dad drove to his house, picked him up, drove him to the yard, and then he worked, and then drove him back home. Wow. Dude, you only get away with that if you're in a fucking union. Dude, yeah, I was going to say that. I can't believe he's still working. That's crazy. Dude, hilarious. There are so many guys there. Uh, Bobo. <laughs> but the, you always want to be on that top crew because it was just, you just laugh. You, I mean, everyone's just busting everyone's balls, having a good time. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, 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 it's a lot of fun. It was, it, it was the best summers of my life. That's awesome, man. I will say, um, working at Kmart sucked. But the people that worked there that I worked with, like, it was a good group of people. Like, I made a lot of friends. I had my first, like, serious relationship with someone that worked there. Um, one of my best friends to this day, he's the one that – he worked there. He kind of got me hired. And, uh, like, the, the group – there was a, a good group of people that we hung out, like, outside of work. And that was cool. And we didn't really have that at Target. Um, so, yeah, that part of it is definitely cool. Yeah, no, I mean, so – the good part about it too, I got the job from my buddy's dad, and then one of my best friends from high school also worked there. He worked there like two years after I started, so him and I would be on a crew. It'd be like me, him, and two other clowns. We literally just hung out, <laughs> like we hung out all day. Uh, there was this guy. The worst crew to be on was Dennis's crew. The re- <laughs> Dennis was crazy. <laughs> the guy was like insane. He would always talk about his, uh, he's like, oh, my fucking cunt ex-wife, Judith. She got fake tits. He paid for her fake tits and oh. wouldn't fuck them. <laughs> and he would always talk about, he's like, I paid for those fucking titties and she <laughs> won't let me. Uh, and so obviously they got a divorce after 10 years. 
he would always bitch about this or that. And the scariest, probably worst thing about him, he would sometimes wear his glasses when driving, and sometimes he wouldn't. Why? And he didn't wear contacts. And he would say something like, they're making me put my glasses on, and then, like, drive. And I'm like, who are you talking to? (laughs) And then sometimes he wouldn't have them on. That's crazy. When he was making big turns. He'd be like, don't talk to me. I'm making a big turn. That's wild, dude. That's like uh, in L.A. Confidential, <laughs> yeah. Ed Axley's character. He like, There's like two times in the movie when they're like going to do like a, uh, you know, an arrest or a potential arrest or whatever. And he's like looking for his glasses or whatever because they kept telling him back at the station. They're like, yeah, take your glasses off. You look like a nerd. <laughs> right. So, man, maybe that was it. But great times. Great people. Uh, love those guys to death. Yeah. I don't remember this guy's name, but at Kamer at one time, this guy, he had maybe worked there for like a couple weeks, maybe a month, and he grabbed a shopping cart, went back to the electronics section, loaded like three TVs in the cart, and went out to the parking lot, put the TVs in his car, and drove off. Like, <laughs> like, I love those savages. Like, just he's, just, he just stole the TVs. And of course, they, of course, like, uh, somebody, of course, like the people working at the front desk and like the cashiers are like, oh, hey, like what, you know, what was, I don't remember his name, but they're like, what was this guy doing with three TVs or whatever? So of course the cops got called and they right. got the TVs back, but it was like, dude, what, why would you think you could get away with that? Did you not think this through? Like, I think you just like, how much, how much, it was probably a bet with his friends. How much you want to bet I can just fucking take three TVs and just walk right out the door? Not to mention, a lot of the TVs we had had like the spider wraps on them, where you needed <laughs> you needed to boop, 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 yeah, boop, boop. like disarm them so that they don't, you know, uh, go crazy. But yeah, just like you work with like all kinds of crazy characters and people that you otherwise would have no social interaction with. That's the best part about working. You meet so many new people. Uh, well, especially yeah. at like those starter jobs. Yes. Yeah. Even working uh, at the municipality, there would always be – it's called seasonals. They would come in. They're not full-timers, so they're not union. Yeah, we had that at, at retail. Yeah. yeah. But they but they uh, they just kind of come in the summers. I was only there in the summer, but sometimes they would be year-round. And <laughs> there was pretty high turnover with that just because, you know, it didn't pay well. And some of the applicants they get are just fucking losers. There was this one guy. We called him Rat Baby because he looked like a baby rat. And he was, I don't know how he got hired by a city, but he got caught, like, stealing people's packages, like Amazon packages. He was one of those door snatchers. And so uh, he was, like, he wasn't good about it. Like, he wasn't good at it because he was clearly caught. A lot of people have ring doorbell cams. And some of the pictures they got of him were, like, it's like he posed for him. Like, some of them were so clear and so good that it's like, dude, how... How do you, how do you get it to a point where someone is like that close enough to you to like take the picture? So we got a hold of them, and immediately <laughs> that was the greatest day. He's like, yeah, and he like had no shame about it. It's like, dude, you are scum. You're literally just taking shit. Like you don't know what it is. You're just taking shit, bro. That not to mention stealing Amazon packages. That's like the worst thing you could steal, right? I mean, I mean like, dude, it could be fucking diapers. Yeah, it's it's literally a grab bag, and most of the time, the stuff people order on Amazon, it's like. Stuff that's, like, less than $30 that you need for, like, your day-to-day. Like, bars of soap. <laughs> exactly. So, Rat Baby was a loser, but he also sold AT&T on the side. 
But you know, I'd be like, yeah, man, you want some cable? I'm trying to get that chicken. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> and he was just, yeah, he was super annoying. And he eventually got fired. Uh, I forget what was the reason why. Oh, I think he just like, oh, he would always show up late. And I remember one day uh, he showed up like 15 minutes late, not egregious. And the boss just told him like, you know what, just just go home. I'll pay you for today. Just go home. Like you're you're kind of done here. And I was kind of upset because I'm like, fuck, man, I don't get to we don't get to make fun of him anymore. Yeah. There's this one guy at Target. His, his name is either like RJ or Roberto or something. And I swear to God, he got fired like five times. <laughs> like I don't know why they kept letting him back. Like, uh, like you know, it'd be working and you'd see him or whatever. And be like, oh hey, like where have you been the last couple months? Like, oh they fired me. I'm like, oh, like, what are you doing back? It's like, oh they needed help. <laughs> like, they needed help for a few weeks. It was like the same thing. Like three months later, like he'd be gone and they come back and be like, I'm like, uh, what, you know, what's going on? You all right? And it's like, oh yeah, I got fired again. It's like what? How is this? <laughs> how does this keep happening? yeah dude we uh, there was only the best was there was only really one guy who got fired because he just like just wouldn't show up he was you know, he, there was only one full-time guy who really got fired but i mean dude he would like show up late and smelled like he was drinking i mean he was just like a total degenerate uh but the best was when one of the supervisors got so the supervisors are also union so it's pretty hard to get demoted. Usually you just get shifted around, especially when you make a certain pay scale. But apparently he fucked up so bad that they fucking demoted him. And so he was a supervisor. And then the next day he's fucking back in a crew. And it's just got to be the most humiliating thing ever. And everyone's kind of like, dude, you must have fucked up. Like, what did you do? And it was just so funny seeing him like, oh, he w- like such a fall from grace. Like you were a supervisor. Now you're just back on the crew. <laughs> and so yeah it was uh that that was the only really like firing yeah there were some good characters too there was another guy uh his name was bob and he 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 was just like disgusting he would uh he would every, every single lunch he had he was just covering salt and he had he had his own like salt thing and so at his table or at his seat he had a thing of salt and we just pour it on everything salad salt so the dude was wild. Um, yeah. Any other? What other jobs did you work? Uh, so those were the two, like, job jobs. And then I ha- actually went into my internships after that. But I had a couple odd jobs. Um, I got some good stories from those two. So the one that was kind of like just hanging out with your friends all day. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I told this on the podcast yet. But. Uh, my friend's grandparents who lived in our neighborhood and my friend lived in the neighborhood too. Uh, they had an in the ground pool and like when we were, I think sophomores in high school, maybe junior, I know sophomores in high school. They're like, all right, we're going to fill in the pool, which sucked. But one, they didn't get a permit <laughs> from the city to fill it in. And two, they're like, yeah, we don't want to pay to fill it in. So will you guys just fill it in like with wheelbarrows and dirt? So we spent a summer and a half, the the guy who owned the pool, he would get like, like his whole driveway would be covered in dirt. He'd get that there. We'd get the wheelbarrows, we'll take it to the back, dump it in the pool. And uh, we did that for a summer and a half. And first we had to break up like all the concrete, like he rented like jackhammers from like Home Depot or whatever. We broke up all the concrete through that. And we like just tossed everything in the pool with the dirt. Like it's yeah. definitely going to be a sinkhole in like 30 years. Right, right. <laughs> but... Uh, what was cool about it is it was like the three of us and then 
uh, one of the the kids who I'm like we're not friends with him anymore. The other one's Jake. Yeah. Uh, so one of the kids like he got a, like an actual job at like McDonald's. So he started working more there. So it was just me and Jake for like pretty much a summer. And yeah, it was like oh I get to bullshit with my best friend for like eight hours a day getting paid. And sweet. And obviously like yeah it was hard work like you know you're just shoveling dirt all day. But I mean you're out there with your best friend and like yeah you're taking breaks and you're just talking shit and yeah, oh, it, was, yeah. it was a great time. Dude, it was the best. Just sitting there talking shit. That's what I love my about my construction job. It's just you just sitting there, you're talking shit. Yeah, it was funny when we first started throwing in the pool too. The the old man whose house it was like, instead of going to the bathroom, he would just pee in like these mason jars and just throw them into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, dude, who was wait, who was this guy? Oh, uh, you wouldn't know him. His name was uh, Adam. Oh, so he would just piss in a mason jar and throw it in the pool. Oh, th- this guy was like 80, like the guy that owned the uh, pool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's kind of savage, man. Are you sure it wasn't like a, you know, wasn't like sending you guys a message? Like, no, hey, you guys no, want no. to drink my pee? <laughs> no, he was just, dude, th- he was like one of the hardest working guys because he was still like, I think to this day, he's still like, he's out there doing his own lawn and like landscaping and everything. And, Good for uh, him. He's a, he's a, a vet too. I, I don't remember when he served, but anyway, um. Oh shit! What was I gonna say about the pool? Oh, it was funny. So the the uh, the two elderly people whose house it was that we were filling in the pool, like they would for some reason they always thought that we like liked apple fritters or whatever. Like they're like, oh, we got donuts, and then like it would be like twelve apple fritters, and like <laughs> for another like we don't even like these, <laughs> right? So like <laughs> my friend would literally be like, oh, like what kind of bird is that? And then we'd throw them in the pool. <laughs> Like we'd eat one or whatever, right. and then like the next, she'd be like, "Oh, like have another one." And I'm like, "Like I, we're good, good, I promise." We're good, right? We and don't want the apple fritters. Yeah, and then we just throw it in the pool. <laughs> These boys love apple fritters. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, the other uh, sh- shitty-ish job that I had mowing this one old lady's lawn, uh, and I think I've brought her up on the podcast, but she would want her wanted her lawn mowed like every like four days. Every like five days, even if it didn't need to be cut, like she was just like, uh, she was divorced and like her, her yard was her like obsession. So like, you know, she always paid and, and she was nice or whatever, but it was just kind of like, she'd be like, Oh, like, can you come cut the lawn? And be like, it literally didn't grow from the last time I cut it. Like I'd be going over it and it'd like, it'd be, I couldn't even tell where I just cut because that's how short it was. Like it didn't need to be cut anyway in winter because she needed something to be crazy about with her yard. She lived on a corner house, the man-made lake in the back. So, uh, on the one side of the house, it like sloped down like uh, like a little hill into the lake. Yeah. And she like shared that with like the neighbor next door. So in the winter, she would pay me to come over and shovel not only like her her big like U-shaped driveway, but she would pay me to shovel her back uh, porch up top, the walkout basement, which didn't need to be shoveled because she's not walking out there like. Right. Her, her whole reasoning was, oh, uh, I don't want it to melt and get in, like, uh, mess up the water table or whatever, which is, like, she just she's just creating more work. Right. But anyway, she wanted me to shovel to, like, the whole backside of the hill. She wanted me to shovel it out and shovel the snow into the, the guy next door, his, his side of the hill or whatever, because of, you know, she said the water table, but really, like, she just wanted to piss this guy off. Right. They, they, like, they, like, hated each other or whatever. 
and like you could tell like because they like they just wouldn't even speak to each other and i don't know what like what happened between them or <laughs> oh, that's hilarious those little like small little jabs like i want to throw shit on your lawn yeah and like the one time i was shoveling it down by the hill or whatever and he came out and he's like what are you doing and like, he's pissed and i was like look like she's paying me to do this like i don't know i'm just i'm just shoveling the snow or whatever and uh he like said he like said something else and i was like look like i'm i'm not trying to you know stuff i'm not stepping on your property or anything i'm just shoveling this in a little bit and he like he got like red as a tomato he's like sh- he mouthed like shut up or whatever and i was like scared because he's like this six foot six guy or whatever and uh yeah but anyway it was just crazy like old people feuding about nothing yeah that's funny <laughs> those l- little beefs between neighbors yeah uh i've got a couple more kmart ones what time we got uh, let's see, actually. Just over an hour. Oh, damn. Want to save them and do, like, a part two? Sure. Well, how about... Because I'm thinking, like, a lot of the stuff probably did, is not going to get cut. No, the, I don't think I have to cut anything from this, other than... I'll cut that one kid's name that I said, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we can, we can save them for, like, a part two. Okay, we'll do a part two because I've got, I've got a quite a few more. Well, not quite a few, but I've got a decent amount. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to do today? Uh, I mean, if you want, we could we could do a couple. Am I the assholes? That works. I was reading a couple right before you got here. All right. So this am I the asshole? I'll be curious to see what your opinion on, is on it because I could see it going both ways. So, am I the asshole for kicking my stepson out of the house for smoking weed? I'm in Canada. It's perfectly legal. My stepson, Sean, is 18 and he's in university. Lives with his dad. He lives with his dad and, and I so he can go to school in our city. His mom lives on Acreage, about 40 kilometers north of town, so that would be quite the commute. I didn't really want him in my house, but my husband insisted and promised me that Sean would behave. He would clean him up after himself and not cause any problems. He isn't a bad kid. He does his chores and keeps himself mostly. He had some trouble with staying up late and being disruptive when he got here last summer, but we sorted that out. My husband and I have a three-year-old daughter. Sean is friendly with her and has babysat her a few times. The problem is he smokes too much weed. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised he isn't failing out of school. I personally don't care, except we agreed he smoked outside or in the garage, and he's been smoking up in his room. Three problems. My daughter, One, my daughter doesn't need to get a contact high. That one's funny. Uh, two, it stinks. Fair. Three, he has the window open, so we are paying to heat up the house constantly. Well, kind of fair, I guess. This is her. Fuck that noise. I spoke with my husband and told him that Sean wasn't following the rules we had agreed to. He had one more chance. Then he had to find somewhere else to live. Sean said he was sorry and promised he'd behave. He even showed me that he bought edibles so he wouldn't get his sister high. (laughs) I love it. Stink up the house or need to open the window. It's okay. I'm switching to edibles. (laughs) It was fine for two weeks and then he did it again. So I kicked him out. I packed up his shit and took it all to his mom's place. And I had the lock codes changed. When he got home from school, he lost his shit. He said that I was being a controlling bitch and that I didn't have any right to tell him what to do in his father's house. I laughed in his face. I told him that the only house his father ever bought was the one that his mother lives in. His dad is my husband, and they are both living in my house. Power move. I guess he didn't know that and started apologizing. I called him an Uber to take him to his mother. He didn't go, and he called my husband instead. My husband made arrangements with his brother for Sean to move there instead. His mom drove all his belongings back into town, and now he isn't my problem. Unfortunately for Sean, his uncle is completely against cannabis, so he can't have any there. And he's currently sleeping on a hide-a-bed. 
His dad, uncle, and himself are going to build him a room in the unfinished basement this weekend. My husband is on my side since Sean broke our agreement. His mother is salty about having to come into town, and Sean is begging me to let him come back. Am I the asshole? Uh, she's not the asshole. It's her house. She makes the rules. There's a kid in the house. Uh, like, sorry, dude. You're paying rent. You don't really get to make that decision. Yeah, you're yeah. not paying rent. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. You're not paying rent. You're not doing shit. Also, this isn't your house. So tough shit, dude. Yeah, I, I actually agree with this. The first time I read it, I was like, oh, well, like I guess the first time I read it, I was like, oh, she doesn't have to like, you know, kick him out and, and put all his shit to the curb or whatever. But then reading it a second time, I was like, OK, all she's asking is that he smokes in the garage and he can't right. even do that. Like, that's just an asshole move. Like, exactly. You're, you're, you can't even take the courtesy to walk downstairs out of the house and go smoke in the garage or outside like. Yeah, fuck that kid. Absolutely, fuck the kid. Yeah, and also too, especially it, she gave him a bunch of warnings and stuff too. Right, I think about it. It's like, hey, the only thing I ask is you don't smoke in the house. Think about if someone you're like your friend smokes cigarettes and they right. were a roommate with you. Even people, even people who smoke cigarettes don't smoke in the house. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's right? a great point. Even people, yeah, and people who smoke weed, I don't think you know some a lot, a lot don't. I mean, I'm sure some do, but right, a lot don't. Uh, so yeah, it's it. The, the kid's a little twat and honestly yeah. needs to get his ass, you know, he needs his ass beat a well, little bit. Well, that's just basic respect. I, the, yeah. And I, I laugh when she said, like, I don't want the daughter to get a contact high. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Not sure that's how it works, but. Right, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, she's not the asshole. That was a good one, though. Uh, here's another one kind of along the lines of, of vices. Am I the asshole? Blah, 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 blah. Am I the asshole for asking my sister-in-law not to drink at dinner? Oh, they removed it. Bro, I literally read this before you came here like an hour ago. Wow. Oh, all right. Reddit's quick. For real. Do you remember the premise? Yeah, basically, uh, her sister-in-law likes to have drinks with dinner and get tipsy or whatever. She asked her not to when they're at the family dinner. She went and did it anyway, but didn't do anything like egregious. And, uh... Her husband was like, oh, you should. And, oh, and then at dinner, she said something like, oh, like, can you not drink? And her husband's like, oh, you shouldn't have said something. Um, I don't know. I didn't sound like the she was like being an ass, like after getting tipsy or whatever. I get it. If you're at someone's house, like being respectful, if they, I guess if they don't want you to drink, like, I guess maybe you don't need to. But at the same time, like if she's just having it sounded like she had like three drinks or something and she didn't do anything crazy. Like, who cares? Yeah. No, I think. uh I get it when you're at someone's house, their house, they make the rules. Uh, I know, especially with alcohol too, some people are really sensitive with that. So I get it. Don't. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, relax a, a little bit. Like, if you know this person drinks. Wait, did they say no alcohol at all? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if they said beforehand, hey, no alcohol at all, and you broke that rule. Okay, that's kind of you'll have to work that one out. You know, uh that's such a tough situation. You have to work that one out, but if someone says no alcohol, y- you don't need it. Right. You know, it's not like they're saying no water. Yeah. Even if one of my friends was like, "Hey, no like pop, you know. <laughs> like we just don't want pop in the house." I don't know for whatever reason. I really don't care what the reason is. Now, if it's a stupid reason, I'll be like, okay, that's kind of stupid, but whatever. It's his house. I'm not going to do it. But if it's something legitimate, like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, my, my wife has an allergy to something they use in Coke. Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, we just 
don't want to risk it. Yeah, it's just a respect thing. Exactly. Even if it's a stupid reason, I still want to do it. Yeah, if it's someone else's house, you should just have that respect. Exactly. Here's a crazy one. Am I the asshole for filing a police report on my sister after she walked out of my store without paying after I gave her kids the haircuts? I just got state certification to cut hair and working at a national franchise chain to get experience to hopefully work somewhere else more exclusive. When I was in school, I could give my family free haircuts for practice, but my sister never took me up on the offer, which made me, which made last night even more strange. I should add that I have eight siblings. She and I are the youngest, and we never got along growing up. She texted me and said her kids had some sort of award ceremony for science today and wanted to know if I could cut their hair. I said we were absolutely slammed. The wait was over an hour, so just sign in on the app and come in when I told her to. She came in, and she was so rude and just hovering over me the whole time, almost like she was waiting for me to, for me to screw up. I was told there'd be customers like this, so as much as she was annoying me, I just dealt with it. Finally, after I was done with both kids, she tried to give me $3. Yes, three $1 bills. I asked her what that was for, and she said it was my tip since the haircuts were free. I told her, actually, the haircuts can't be free. I'm doing this on store property in the middle of a, of a huge rush, so I had to charge her. Without saying a, a word, she grabbed her kids and walked out. A really nice lady who apparently was watching the whole thing said I needed to call the police. I said she was my sister, but she cut me off and said even more so I need to call the police. So I did, and they must have been close by because they were there in minutes. They said, really, there's not a whole lot they can, that can be done, but they said they would take a report and talk to my sister. They must have gone straight to her house because our family text absolutely blew up with her trying to get people on her side. Almost everybody took her side initially, but as I explained myself, people turned on her. But I think in the end, about two-thirds think that I'm an asshole for getting the police involved and that I should have handled it in the family. Am I the asshole? Ooh. Kind of, kind of a tough one. It's tough. I see her side, especially because it seems like her sister's in a pinch. They've never gotten along. You know, they're in a. I think I think her sister got in a pinch, needed a quick haircut. Like, oh fuck, I you know I just need this real quick thing. Never really liked her sister, so just said, "Fucking, I don't owe you anything. Like, I'm your sister. You give this for me." Kind of had that self entitlement. And obviously, since the one girl is like, "Hey, I'm working at an establishment. I can't just let you go." Right. Other people are. Like we're in a, this is a store here. You can't, you can't just do that. Uh, and then since the other person watching intervened, you kind of are then forced to. Yeah. Cause because you're working for a company. Right. Cause you otherwise know? you may, may, yeah, I guess. Cause then maybe you would have just been like, all right, I'll cover it out of my own and I'll just deal with this in the family. Right. But if someone now it's like, it's been observed shit. Now I have to, I have to make a scene of it. To show that I'm not just going to, you know, I, they're a new employee, too. I got to show the company that I'm worth it here. Yeah. I Her sister is definitely the asshole. I mean, one, tipping $3 for multiple kids getting haircuts. Fuck like, you. fuck you. Yeah, I'd throw it on the ground and be like, fucking <laughs> pick it off the ground. And then, two, like, if she, if she said, hey, these haircuts aren't free and that she walked off, like, fuck you. Who do you think you are? Exactly. Well, it sounds like. You the, think you're fucking. Yeah. You know, Queen Elizabeth, R.I.P. Couldn't come up with anyone else fast <laughs> enough. Who do you think you are? Queen Latifah? <laughs> Bitch, you can't come in here and get a haircut for free. You're not Queen Latifah. Yeah. Like, Queen Latifah's, like, big. <laughs> Total bitch. Yeah, fuck that lady. Yeah. I was going to bring up... So oh. Speaking of conversations... Okay, so there are certain... We talked about people having rules for their house. Do you think it's possible or have you ever been requested something where obviously you followed, you followed because it's someone else's house, but you're just kind of like, okay, 
Have, have you or have you ever gotten a request where you're like, "Ooh, okay, like this is a little much. I don't get it, but I'm gonna respect it because I'm not a dick. I'm gonna respect your wishes because I like you or you're a nice guy." But it's like, come on, like that's that's the request. Yeah, but I I, I can't think of it. I know I know there's been something, but nothing's coming like right off the top. Oh yeah, I know there's got to be one. I know. Do you have anything off the top for you? Off the top, I don't. Probably. Uh, maybe something with like an ex-girlfriend visiting the parents. Oh, like yeah, ex- yeah, ex-girlfriend yeah. being like, "Oh yeah, like you can't, like don't say this." Or, yeah, I've definitely or, or, or like you or you know, j- just just say this, like just do that. And it's kind of like, well, I've been in that situation. Yeah, or just you know, just if someone asks, give this answer, and it's kind of like, okay, it's your place, so I'm not gonna like disrespect it. But at the same time, like, fuck that. Yeah, I've definitely had that where, like, oh, hey, like, uh, you know, we're going to my parents. Like, don't talk about this or whatever. I'm like, what? Like, this is just a completely normal thing. Like, why Why could I not talk about, you know? Right. It's not, like, political. Right. Like, like why yeah. can I not talk about, I don't know, you know? Yep. That's it's like, who the fuck asked that? I don't know. I just think it's a rude thing. What What would be a funny example? I'm trying to think, like, if someone's like, hey, yeah, if you come over, like, just – and you're bringing a snack. I think the more specific it is, the more ridiculous it is. Especially <laughs> when it's like, "Hey, if you're bringing over a snack, can it not be tortilla chips?" Uh, Becky really just doesn't like them, and <laughs> you know, then people feel bad, and she doesn't want to be singled out for not eating them. Like that—that that would be a funny request. I could see that happening in some kind of weird circle. Like you can't bring a certain item because one person will feel singled out. Yeah, or like. Uh yeah, or like if you're going over to like uh, your friend's house or whatever, it's like, hey, don't bring up like when we went to like the casino with the guys or whatever because oh, that makes sense, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what, like, dude, we just went to the casino. Like, why, why can I not talk about this? Like, oh, I don't want my girlfriend knowing that I, you know, I gambled like a hundred dollars. Like, dude, what? Like, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah. Like, come that, that, on, like if 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 you're hiding that from your girlfriend, like right. it's probably not going to work out. Yeah, that's a little much. Where you can't be like, yeah, I went to. Cause what, what do you say? Hey, we're going to we're going to Barnes and Noble to look for some books. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to Canada to to try this new burger place. Right, <laughs> exactly. Like, no, you're not. We're going there to get Cubans and gamble. Yeah. Uh, along those lines of telling people to not to say something, this was the other am I the asshole I had. Yeah. So it's am I the asshole for not lying for my wife in front of her parent? Or sorry. Am I the asshole for not lying for my wife in front of her friends regarding me being a stay-at-home parent? When my wife and I decided to stay at a, start a family, she expressed she wanted me – oh, man. My reading here is off. When my wife and I decided to start a family, she expressed she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, so we made a plan and set everything up so that she could stay home during the early years. We had our first kid, but she didn't do too well being a stay-at-home parent and had a hard time with it. We still wanted our kids to have a parent at home, so we swapped out since her salary was close to mine. Two kids later, I'm still the stay-at-home dad working reduced hours remotely. For me personally, it's easier than any job I've had in the past, even the manual labor one, but I recognize that that's just my personal experience. We've touched base on the issue a few times to make sure there's no resentment, guilt, or discomfort on either of our parts. One of her friends from her work invited us and a couple other couples over for dinner. While there, the other couples were talking about childcare in general, and some of the women started sharing their experiences of when they were at home. My wife was talking about how she disliked it and mentioned our arrangement when one of the women said to me, oh, I know you're just itching to get back to having it easy. 
I responded that I already have it easy and that for me, being a stay-at-home dad was a cakewalk compared to my office job. I didn't see the point in agreeing with some something that just isn't true for me. On the way home, my wife asked why couldn't I have just agreed with the question and played along. I asked her if she felt bad or guilty that she had a hard time with it, and she said no. So I told her to just forget about it then because there's no reason for me to lie to make a bunch of other people feel better so long as it's fine between us. When she got home from work yesterday, she had some attitude asking me if if I had another easy peasy day and told me how all day she had to hear from her friends what a smug asshole I was for making light of their experiences by saying it was a cakewalk. I get that for a lot of people it's hard, but I don't see why I should have to lie about it or fluff someone's ego for not feeling the same way. Am I the asshole? Additional info. The scheduling, making appointments, taking kids where they need to be, grocery list, school stuff, making sure payments for bills came out, vehicle maintenance, organizing our date nights, finding babysitters, figuring out what needs to be done, all falls on me. She keeps track of dates important to her family. I keep track of dates important to us and my side of the family. I'm very detail-oriented. I've done all of that throughout our relationship. We do grocery shopping together on the weekend. Not the I, asshole. I, no, he's not. I mean, God forbid he enjoys what he does. Why are you upset at someone because they enjoy what they do? Well, he it's enjoys not that, spending time. It's not that he enjoys what he does. It's that he he's not having a hard time with partially working and being the stay-at-home parent and doing all, all the responsibilities that come with that. Right, but th- that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he doesn't mind it. Like, hey, yeah. Like oh, this, right, right, right. Right, like, I enjoy it. It's not bad. It's not hard. I, I, I'm, it's pretty easy for me. I'm, I'm getting by. Like, God forbid someone expresses that they're happy with life. Right, like, wh- why would you, li- why would you, if, if you're going out with friends, like, why would you lie about that? Yeah, why would you lie about that? And I think a lot of it has to do with some of that mom's internal struggle where it's like, I it was so hard for me. And so the fact that someone else is like, actually, no, it's like pretty breezy for me. I th- yeah, it's just a sel- self-esteem issue. Right. It sounds like she has a problem with her own self-esteem and her own ego. And that's a shame that she had to. It's a shame that the wife had to kind of take her side a little. I, I get why the wife would be angry. It's like, now I got to listen to fucking Becky <laughs> talk about how fucking hard it was to rewind Barney eight times in a day. <laughs> right. But yeah, like, if, you know, if it's like, again, it goes back to like, you just, there's no need to lie. Right. For example, my construction job for some like people, they would hate it. They would be bored. They would absolutely hate it. They'd be like, oh, this sucks. Like, this is such a hard job. Me, I'm like, this is bad. I can do this. Like, this is pretty easy. Yeah, it, it just goes back to what type of work do you prefer? Like, if, if this guy's able to work a little bit remotely and he's still able to get all the stuff done and, like, and he enjoys it, like, yeah, who cares? More power to you. Yeah. That's great that he can be the stay-at-home parent and work part, part-time. Right. Like, I'm glad that he is having a good life. Yeah. I, there's too many people that are, like, just be happy when someone – if something's working for someone, just be happy for them. It's because they're miserable. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that – yeah. That's like one of the biggest problems with society, social media, et cetera. Right. Now, there are some people who I see them live their life, and I'm like, man, not for me. Or like, no way. And they're, and, and they're happy with it. God bless them. But I'm like, sometime I view, sometimes I view people's lives, and I understand. They, they tell me that they're happy, and I guess I don't believe them. And so that's why I'm like, hey, you know, could be changing this. Like, are you really happy? So I understand that, right? But this is a totally different situation, right? This is a, a casual conversation coming up at dinner, right? It's a totally different situation, yeah. And instead of like agreeing, you can just say, like, just be honest, like, hey, yeah, it's working well, yeah, agreed. It's yeah. I guess the only thing maybe where someone could say, well, I'm hypocritical, is I'll see someone living a very chaotic life and be like, oh, gosh, what are you doing? Like, how 
like how do you live like how is it how how are you living like this and they go oh well i'm happy so like who cares i'm happy and a part of me is like well i care for this person so like i just can't imagine that being happy and so i then say are you lying to me are you just saying that you're happy you're trying to prod a little bit and be like hey you're living a life that's very outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure you're making the right decision for you. Yeah. that I, I agree with you. That is different circumstances for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, should we wrap? Let's wrap. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. All right. That was episode 13. Thanks for watching, listening. Catch you on the next one. Part two, shitty job, funny stories. Keep it going. Back at it.